the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. This is a man. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Live in life like it matters. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to go into one of the most important traits of anyone who is on a mission. Resilience. See, resilience is defined as how one deals effectively with pressure, ambiguous uh, emerging conditions, Uh, Multiple tasks remains optimistic and persistent even under adversity or uncertainty. They recover quickly from setbacks. They anticipate changes and learn from their mistakes. Resilience is the ability to function really well in the face of adversity. And we live in a rapidly changing environment, country, and world. And without this key trait of a leader, we will feel defeated, depressed, and demoralized. Jacob Rias put it best. Look at a stonecutter hammering away at his rock, perhaps a hundred times without as much of as a crack showing in it. Yet at the hundred and first blow, it will split in two. And I know it was not the last blow that did it, but all that had gone before it. And we never know when we have persistence, when the next blow will be the final blow. But before we get in the meat of this message, let's have a little dessert. And it's time for Story Time with Mr. Black. The first poem is by Justin Farley. A spiral wooden staircase reaches up like crooked branches, oak fingers determined to touch the sky. Stairs with ornate hand-carved railings make way for impossible feats and give wingless creatures a chance to fly. And I stand humble before them, wondering where they lead and how high they climb. A thousand steps is too many, but one at a time seems possible if I keep my head level and eyes blind. Every journey begins distant, hard, unfathomable, unimaginable while peering across the sands of time. But complacency is a curse that stands ready with force to defend comfort in the battle of the mind. Life is one continuous climb, each day one step closer to the potential written in your heart. No need for giant leaps or desperate measures destined for defeat, but you must find somewhere to start. Progress comes to those who push onward, planting seeds even when tired, and a day off is a tempting reward. For excuses quickly become reasons to idly watch months go by without a step forward. It's the small choices you make, compounded over a lifetime, that leave you in the plains or push you to the peak. At the end of life's journey, 
The number of seeds you've sown determines the character you reap. I think we all have a place where we are and a place in our mind where we want to be. The gap between those two places can be overwhelming and cause many struggles along our life journey. Personally, sometimes I struggle with all or nothing, feast or famine, either being all in and drastically altering everything in my life overnight or feel defeated by how many changes I know I need to make and then do nothing. Life is similar to that spiral staircase that leads up to who you want to be and our idea of success. You don't reach the top by quick sprints or you're bound to get burnt out and tired. We have the temptation to want to change the big life struggles right away. But those can only be overcome with work and time and something we call persistence. The way to the top comes by doing the small things right every day and making good choices in the small decisions. Baby steps every day accumulate into major growth in our life journey over weeks and months and years. So we must question ourselves. Where are you right now in life? Where do you want to be or what is different between your ideal self and where you are now? What small steps can you do today to put you closer to achieving your goals in life tomorrow? And quit looking for easy. The journey in life is never easy, but staying focused, persistent, and committed, no matter what the obstacles will, will mark you as a difference maker and let all know that you are living life like it matters. And this is why, like Maya Angelou, still I rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may tread me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I will rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns with a certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I'll rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard? Because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, you may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like air, I will rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says, A righteous man will stumble seven times, but get back up. But the wicked will stumble into ruin. Persistence is a trait of Ray Kroc, Thomas Edison, Abraham Lincoln, Mary Kay, Sam Walton, Colonel Sanders, um, you name it. Anybody that's ever struggled and overcome for their mission had lots of failures. But will they rise? That is persistence. 
And so, ladies and gentlemen, today on Like It Matters Radio, that's what we're talking about. You know, this is not about what your skin color is. This is not about your socioeconomic background. This is about your drive, your desire. See, we're all called to fight the good fight. And everybody you meet is fighting with something. They're either fighting the good fight or they're fighting the demons in their life. And sometimes they get knocked down. Sometimes they get discouraged. Sometimes they get disappointed. And let's be honest. If you believe like a majority of Americans have believed over the last 250 years, uh, it's downright debilitating right now. You've got you've to have that persistence. And the way we do it is to go back to the basics, to remind ourselves who we are, to remind ourselves why we're here, to remind ourselves why we get up each day, do what we do, go to bed, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again. You know, I hear people all the time talk about what they're willing to die for. And I heard a pastor one time say, you know, it's a lot easier to die for Christ than it is to live for Christ. It's an interesting concept because dying is a one-moment experience. But living is moment by moment, minute by minute, hour by hour, right? That's what we're talking about. It's going to take persistence because a righteous person will get knocked down seven times but get back up. But the wicked will stumble to ruin. And we got to ask ourselves, Black, how many times do we get back up? Well, that's an easy answer. One more time, then life knocks you down. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about an important trait of a leader, and that is resilience. And we'll be right back. When we keep on keeping stimulus and the response there is a space and in that space is your power your freedom dr victor frankel in this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion our daily choices matter more and they are more consequential times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes a deeper understanding a bigger picture so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior, daily devotional, is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior, daily devotional, and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Whoa. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. 
Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack barbecue. Ooh. Join the Insider Fan Club today, and you can win a copy of our April Regnery Book of the Month, The Enemy Within, How a Totalitarian Movement is Destroying America, written by David Horowitz. Sign up at freedom1570.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Ain't nobody going to break my stride. That's what resilience is. It's the willingness to keep going, no matter what the obstacle, no matter what the barrier, no matter how many times you get knocked down, get put down, get uh, talked about, you know who you are, and you know why you're here, and you know whose you are. And today on Like It Matters Radio, that's what we're talking about, resilience, because the battle's in the mind. And I want you to know tomorrow, Thursday, April 15th, we are launching our brand new podcast. Uh, It is called Living Life Like It Matters. Uh, Twice a week, bi-weekly, it'll release Monday. We'll have a uh, story time with Mr. Black, something to motivate you, inspire you. Uh, And then Thursday, we'll have an all-out show, full show, 45 to 50-minute show. Uh, And again, our outcome is to equip you, to empower you to live the life that you were created to live. And right now that's hard because we got a lot of obstacles coming our way. And a lot of those obstacles are internal. They're internal obstacles. And I mean not just internal in our heads, in our hearts, but also in our own country, in our own communities. It seems like many of us have become the enemy of the deep state. It seems like many of us, uh, because we think like traditional Americans, we've now been outlawed, we've been canceled, uh, we've been put down, we've been called racist and xenophobic and homophobic, and there's a lot of phobics. Uh, Don't you know what phobic means? Fear of. Uh, I'm not uh, afraid of any strangers. As a matter of fact, I reach out to strangers. God tells us to be kind to the stranger. That's xenophobic. No xenophobic. I'm not afraid of homosexuality. It's people's choice. You keep your uh, sin between you and God. I'll keep my sin between me and God. I don't tell you what I do in my bedroom. You can feel free to keep what you do in your bedroom to yourself as well. I'm not sure why we, everybody needs to know what I do in my bedroom and who it's with. It doesn't make sense to me. So it's not phobic there at all. However, God tells us, 
And my mama and dada told me that there are rights and there are wrongs. There are things you should do and there are things you shouldn't do. You know, I was a single dad uh, for uh, uh, my two youngest kids, uh, my two oldest kids, I should say, my two oldest kids, Faith and Christian. Uh, I, I, I was a single dad for most of their childhood. Uh, and I would always take them to school. I don't care how, uh, no matter what was going on, I made sure I was a fully present father. I wanted to give my kids the, the daddy that I never had. And so every day when I took my kids to work, I would uh, uh, put it in park, my car running. I'd get out of the car. I'd open the doors, let them out of the car. I'd kiss them both. I'd hug them both. And I would say two things to my kids. Number one, I'd say be a leader. And the reason I say that is because people are looking for people to follow. And I know my kids are raised up in the way of God. I know my kids have good values. I know my kids are trained well. I'm a leadership trainer, and they grew up around that. And so I want to make sure that my kids are leading because they're going in the right direction. Because people are looking for someone to follow. And I want to make sure that people are following my kids because they're going in the proper place, not my kids following someone else where I have no idea of the direction that they're going. But the second thing I told them was really important. I said, remember who you are. My last name is Black, if you haven't figured that out yet. And I said, you're a Black. And I would say, the Blacks are the leaders in the class. I would say, the Blacks always help someone who's struggling. I would say, Blacks always would reach out to a new student. The Blacks would be the ones to help the student, uh, help the teacher make sure everything's going well. I would teach them that they had value in their name. I would teach them that with that name came responsibility. I would teach them early on in their life that the world doesn't evolve around them, that they were not put here so that they could be served, that they were put here to serve. Rule number one about being a leader is it's not about you. And yet we live in a world now, in America now, where it's all about us, my feelings, my fairness, my justice, my selfie, my kingdom, my followers, my this, my that. And it's stinking thinking. It's destroying us because we're sponges. And when life squeezes us, and it will if you're playing big, the only thing that's going to come out of you is what's in you. And when we keep putting in bitterness, resentment, privilege, the privilege movement is nothing more than a violation of the 10th commandment. Thou shalt not covet. God is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. And we're telling us basically when we're in all this white privilege that God's not fair. That I want what they got, God. Yeah, I want to be six foot tall too. Yeah, I want to be black versus white. My life would have been so much better if I was black versus white. I would have given anything as a kid to be black. Anything. I used to talk about it all the time. Man, and today if I was black, man, I would have been able to went, go to a good college. My 501c3 that I can barely fund because I'm a white man would be flown with millions of dollars. But we can't change any of that. And so, man, life's going to knock us down. And what we got to do is have resilience. We got to be willing to fight the good fight. When I send out my daily text, I address every person I send it to in three forms because I believe every person needs to adopt these three roles. Warrior leader, and conduit. Very specifically why I use those three words. I told you about the leader one, right? 
Everybody's looking for someone to follow. If you don't believe me, go to a venue and start a line. For no reason. Just start a line and watch what happens. People will get in that line. I've seen it thousands of times. Logical. We are sheep. We are, we are conformists. We want to conform. Look what's going on right now. And I saw this thing on, on Facebook that I forwarded around. He said, uh, you know, when those that hate people that don't wear masks, because I don't wear a mask unless I'm mandated to. Uh, I don't want to be stumbling block to my brother, but I know the lie. I know the damage that wearing masks all the time is doing to people. I know all these things. How dare and you? And so I never wear a mask unless it's mandated. If it's mandated, I'll put one on. But otherwise, if I don't have to, I'm not going to. And there's this thing about, you know, those people that get mad at you because you're not wearing a mask. He said, they're not mad at you for not wearing a mask. If they were, they'd just stay away from you. They're mad at you because you're not being obedient. They're mad at you because they're, it's like, you ever been on the freeway where there's uh, road construction and they put their little signs out like five miles ahead of time? Like, going to go down to one lane, going to go down one lane in five miles, going to go down one lane in four miles, going to go down one lane in three miles, going to go down one lane in two miles, going to go down one lane in one mile. You, ever, you know what I'm talking about? And then at five miles out, everybody gets in one lane, the left lane. And I'm like, well, we got five miles. And so now I'm going fast on that open lane to get as far up the, the line as I can because in five miles, it's going to come down to one mile. I'm in one lane. And anybody know what happens? You got people that will pull out from the line they're in, not to go, no, to block me from going. To block me from going. You know what I'm talking about? Not that they want to go. Yeah, they just don't want me to go. In leadership training years ago, I was with a company, and we used to play a game called the red-black game. It's a simple little game. It really has no purpose at all. You play it without knowing what the purpose is, and then afterwards you get slammed. Because there's only two votes in life. There's a black vote and a red vote. A black vote is a vote cast that allows you to get whatever you want in life without hindering anybody else from getting anything they want in life. That, in essence, is what a black vote is. A red vote is the antithesis. A red vote is to make your own choices, but to do everything you can to impede somebody else from getting whatever they want in life. See, the only reason to vote red is to keep someone else from getting what they want. And America has definitely become red. And not Trump red versus Biden blue. No, not that. We're, we're way blue. Way, way blue. It's disappointing how blue we are. It's one of the biggest disappointments that I have in my heart is not that Biden's president, but how many people don't care how he became president. How many people don't care that Christians are being attacked? How many people don't care that the lie of the narrative that all white people are evil and all black people are victims. And now black people are out there beating up white people, hurting people, and they're justified. But no one reports that. And so I'm telling you right now, we got to fight the good fight. Leaders, you've got to do something different. People are following all the negative people, all the bitter people, all the hateful people. And if not you, then who? And if not now, then when? You've got to lead because people are looking for someone to follow. And then you got to be a conduit. A conduit's a pass-through agent. 
See, a conduit's sole purpose is to get something from A to B. And there's only two vessels that any person can be. We can be a cistern. A cistern's like a bowl or a cup. It holds on to things. Or you could be a conduit that passes things from point A to point B. And I believe we're called to be conduits. And there's way, America is a country full of cisterns right now. And the last one is warrior. A warrior's got to be willing to fight the good fight. That's what Paul said, to fight the good fight. You got to fight for the innocence of your children because the world's wanting to pervert them at five years old. You got to fight for the, the sanctity of your wedding bed because the world's wanting to pervert it. You've got to fight for store space or shelf space if you're a company that's selling a product retail. And one of the things that a warrior needs is resilience because sometimes we get knocked on our butt. And we're in a world that seems like it's going to hell in a handbasket. And we're going, what happened to the country I once loved? What happened to the beliefs that we once all used to have? And when it comes down to that, there's only one thing that's going to keep you going, and that's resilience. It's knowing who you are. It's knowing why you're here. It's knowing who you are. And not willing to accept defeat. Because it's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. It's eternal. So I am Mr. Black. We'll be right back. You lack discipline. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images, you know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. 
Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. said that governments are achieved by the double tongues. Paid the cost to be the boss. Paid the cost to be the boss. I paid the cost to be the boss. Amen. There's a cost to lead. There's a cost to follow. There's a cost for everything. We call it the law of causality, right? Choices have consequences. And non-choices have consequences. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about a big consequence of one action, and that is called resilience. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. I don't care why you're here. If you're going to accomplish big things, if you're going to overcome the hardships of life, you got to have resilience. And can I suggest that it's one of those qualities today that we're not teaching our kids. We're not learning in America. Why? Because we're a country of victims. Amen. We get our DNA tested to see how much of a victim we are. Because everything that's ever bad happened to us, if you can claim victim status, it's because of the color of your skin. It's because of who you share your bed with. It's because of what bathroom you use. Man, we need to grow a pair. We need to grow up, I should say. Sorry. Grow a pair of pants, I meant. Grow up. Put our big boy pants on. Put our big girl pants on. That's what I mean. Put some pants on, man. That's what big people do. I have to put the pants on my son, Benaiah, because he's a little boy. But we're, we, should, we should put our own pants on, big boy pants, big girl pants. You know, life's not fair. Life is hard. Read the good book. It'll tell you those two things. But we've become a bunch of whiny, sniveling little babies. We have no resilience. Stop whining. Someone says a word like Trump. Ah! And we freak out and panic. We're triggered. That person said a word. Oh, it's a dog whistle. Oh, you can't say surge because surge implies a military and it's racist. So, you see, this is why you got to have resilience. You've got to shut off the outside voices. You've got to stay true to who you are. I mean, haven't you heard that COVID, because now COVID, it's being given out. The vaccine has been given out. Uh, it's racist that uh, uh, white people are getting it before black people and black people aren't getting it. Oh, Yeah. Well, then why do I have this article from a week ago that says the biggest problem with the vaccine are white evangelicals? And not because they want to get it, because they're not getting it. Half of white evangelicals choose not to get vaccinated. It's one of the largest groups in the country of white evangelicals. And like me, I'm not getting a vaccine. You can have mine. Just let me know if there's one targeted for me. I'll give it to any person of color that wants it. So you can have it. Ain't interested in it. Uh, I've got an immune system. God gave me an immune system. And that immune system was, f- was created to fight my whatever's coming into my body that shouldn't be there. 
I build up my immune system, and then I trust in God. Because before I was a cell in anybody's body, including my father's body and his sperm, my God knew me. My God knew my last day. He knew my first name. My God is omniscient, meaning he has perfect knowledge, meaning he cannot learn. If God was to learn one thing, he would cease being God. That is how I keep my resilience. I know whose I am. I know who's in charge. I know who the final arbiter is. I know that someday I will stand before my God and give an account for my life because it is written. It is appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. It is those things that give me resilience. And if you're going to keep resilience, you've got to stop listening to lies. The deep state is running everything. We are no different than China or Russia. We have state-run media. We now persecute our political opponents. We threaten them. We jail them. You don't believe me? Oh, yeah. Remember how important it is, all these Capitol Hill, all these Capitol Hill riots? Remember how bad rioting is, right? While Capitol uh, rioters have been held without bail for months, far lesser charges uh, have for the people who are, are, are doing the things in Minnesota and in Portland. Those people aren't being treated that way. Matter of fact, why don't you look it up? The gentlemen uh, in, in D.C. Uh, custody are being beaten by black cops. White people arrested for the January 6th thing are being beaten up. Look it up are being pummeled by black cops. It's racist. They're attacking these white people who were January 6th for the Capitol riots. But yet, if you read, look at all these people. How about Muhammad? Uh, what is this guy's name? At the time, Muhammad was arrested on charge of riot and for possession of a loaded firearm in public. One count of criminal mischief, first degree, and one count of rioting. Breaking. This is from Andy Nago. Malik Mohammed has been indicted over multiple charges following an FBI and ATF investigation related to attempted murder of Portland police, uh, and he's part of BLM and Antifa. But yeah, he walks free. He walks free. They finally arrest him. Attempted murder. They say he did kill someone. But this guy's walking free. He's a c- person of color. But yet, if you're white and they could arrest you, uh, for the January 6th thing, and now they're beating them up in prison. Black guards are calling them uh, racist names, beating them up, pummeling them, breaking people's eyes, punching their eye out, and no one seems to care. Is that really the country that you guys want? And no one seems to care? See, it's getting a time where if you don't have resilience, you're not going to be able to live. You're not going to be able to keep going. And so you need to have resilience. So let me tell you, there are got this great article uh, from, where is it from? Job and Career. Uh, it is from a place called InstaHelp. InstaHelp. And it says the seven pillars of resilience. Okay? It says when people enjoy healthy psychological development and indeed become stronger despite serious burdens or adverse circumstances in lives, this is termed resilience. And through the seven pillars of resilience, you can see precisely how. So I thought this was interesting because not too long ago we did the four pillars of resilience. Well, now this is a different way to focus on the seven pillars of creating resilience. The following seven capabilities can help you master resilience. The first one is optimism, right? It's the ability to look into the future with hope and positive expectation, believing in good course of events. That's why my faith is in God. I have my hope is in God that he is coming back for us. We've got to have those optimisms. Remember, the number one commodity of a leader is hope. And the definition of depression is helpless and hopeless. Depression is my life sucks today and tomorrow will be no better. 
What kind of resilience are you going to have with that thinking, right? It's going to be so easy to give up. The devil's going to encourage you to give up. But when you have hope that no matter how bad today is, in America it's getting dark, dark, dark. And no matter how dark it is, that we still have hope. Now, my hope is no longer a man. It used to be a man that maybe Trump could fix it, that maybe Americans will wake up. But we see now there's so many guilty white people. And, man, racism is a high it's – a, it's a good business. Look at all these corporate CEOs that are jumping on the billion-dollar bandwagon to, to do be the woke police, uh, to be social justice warriors. Why? Because it's a trillion-dollar business. That's why. China knows it. China's feeding all this. And so first pillar of resilience is optimism. The second one is acceptance. Means accepting situations that can no longer be changed and let bygones be bygones. You know, the key to life is what to do with your past. So many people are living in it. The whole BLM movement about 400 and some years ago. You know, isn't it amazing? The, the leaders of BLM, though, these Marxists that think that white, black people should be separated and, and the white man's keeping down uh, colors. She's bought four houses in the last few months, million-dollar homes. She's bought a $1.4 million house, and guess who she's living around? It's like 90% white people. So there's one standard for everybody else. That's what Marxists do. They love to take everybody's money and enrich themselves, right? Bernie Sanders, right? Look at uh, Joe Biden. How many houses does Joe Biden have? How wealthy is his son and his brothers and all that? And yet he's been for 50 years on a government p- paycheck. And he's like a hundred millionaire. But no one wants to ask why. But yet Donald Trump falls 300 steps, 300 in the list of billionaires for serving this country. But still the lie is out there that all Donald Trump cares about is enriching himself. It's cost him a trillion dollars easily. No one. You'd have to go back to George Washington to find a U.S. president that has given up more to be president than Donald Trump. And it might have been George Washington, the only one. And yet the lie is out there. A lot of you believe because you can't think for yourself. And so you accept things that should never be accepted. Make sure if you're going to have acceptance, accept the truth. Number three, solutions-oriented, right? You can either be part of the problem or part of the solution. And when you're focusing on the problem, it can be helpless and hopeless. But solutions, when you pick your eyes up, see, solutions are a forward focus, Right? The three R's of resistance, I mean, three R's of survival resist, regret, and resent. Right? When we're regretting, we're living in the past. When we're resenting, we're living in the past. That's BLM. That's Antifa. That's the liberals. That's the progressives. They want you to think America sucks. And if you're white, so do you. But we got to be solution oriented. And solutions are in the forward, in the future. That's why a good leader has people pick up their eyes and look forward. Solution orientation means having accepted the situation, put it behind you. You look forward to seek solutions. We cannot control the past. We cannot even change it. It's a cancel check. The only thing we can do is focus on a better tomorrow. But there's only one place we can live, and that is in the now moment. In the now moments where we decide solutions. That's why we do this radio show. Likeitmattersradio.com every single day. That's why we're starting our new podcast that launches tomorrow. I'll call living life like it matters. That's why I do wayofwarrior.blog and send out the word of God to thousands of people all over the world. That's why we do what we do, to be solutions-oriented. We can't control what's going on in this country, unfortunately. The deep state's in charge, state-run media. We've given over control to the enemy. But what we can do is manage ourselves. What we can do is focus on the solutions. And by the way, number four on this list, and I'll pick it up in the next segment because we're getting ready to go hard break, 
is leaving the victim role. Isn't this incredible? Leaving the victim role. And I told you from the beginning, America has become nothing more than a country of victims. As long as you're not white, you're a victim. And we get our DNA tested to see what percentage of a victim we are so we can line up for the free food, for the free money, so we can beat up other people because we're just poor little victims. That is unacceptable for a leader. So I am Mr. Black. Today we're talking about resilience, and we'll be right back. Revolution, gun control, the sound of soul. Shooting rockets to the moon, kids growing up for soon. Politicians say more taxes will solve everything. And the band played on. All in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker, at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit my three quotes online. That's my three quotes. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. I beg your pardon. 
Amen. I am Mr. Black, and I don't beg your pardon. But I do know that God never promised us a rose garden. God actually promised us a tough life if we're on the right road. God told us life wouldn't be fair. God told us life wouldn't be easy. Matter of fact, he said there's two paths out there. One is hard and one is easy. He said most people are on the easy path. It's why there's a lot of people on it. They're having a lot of fun. You know the but thing. he says it's leading to destruction. Yeah, Joe Biden knows the thing. He's been on the easy path. Man, because of 100 millionaires just living off the government. Living off the government. His brothers are wealthy. His son's wealthy. They're sleeping around with everybody, having affairs with each other's wives. Isn't that a great family? Such a decent family. Such a God-fearing family, right? I know the thing, too. And by the way, speaking of the thing... Because, you know, as John knows this, I have a lot on in my head, so I don't always remember specific names and situations. John has to correct me a lot, and I appreciate that, John. It's a much-needed help, and I appreciate that very much. But someone uh, texted me, well, oh, yeah, who's this person uh, in D.C.? Okay, I'll tell you. Uh, five days ago, suspect in Capitol riot allegedly severely beaten by D.C. jail guards. Ryan Samsel is his name, so if you want to look it up. R-Y-A-N, Samson, was allegedly left with a broken nose, dislocated jaw, damaged vision. A Pennsylvania man charged in connection with the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol was severely beaten by, ready for this? Washington, D.C. jail guards, not inmates, the jail guards at a correction center, according to defense attorneys, right? So uh, he was allegedly... Uh, those held in connection to the January 6th attack to violence, threats, and verbal harassments. Sadlin described an attack that allegedly happened last month to another defendant charged in the January 6th event. And they're talking about how racially charged they are. That a majority of the the D.C. Uh, prison guards are black. And they're spewing racial epitaphs, call them names. It's all about race. And, now be, and they're attacking them, beating them up in their custody. What country are we creating? This is Joe Biden's America. And you know what? Jesus Christ died for what he believed in. I'm going to ask you, are you willing to live for what you believe in? And if you're willing to live for what you believe in, then you're going to need resilience. And what we're doing today is we're covering resilience. I'm sharing an article from instahelp.me. That's interesting. Instahelp.me. It's seven pillars of resilience. And these are seven pillars the seven things that build the capabilities of resilience. Number one is your mindset, optimism. Number two is acceptance, to realize this is where we're at. i got to accept where we're at in America, that we're no longer the America, that we no longer are a free country. We don't have free and fair elections. We don't have a, a one-tier justice system. we got a two different justice systems. One justice system, if your name is Biden or Clinton or FBI or government employee, and then another judicial system for the rest of us. We're seeing that on how these protesters are handled. The ones in Portland, the ones in Chicago, these people who burn things down, who, uh, who throw Molotov cocktails at cop cars, they're out the next day. But boy, look at all the stuff. Look at how many people they've arrested for this January 6th thing. And they're beating them up in prison. The guards are. The black guards are beating up the white people, and you won't hear about it. No one's reporting it. No one seems to care. But what if that was you? What if that was you? Solutions oriented at number three. We've got to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Everything that's going on right now is just exacerbating the problem. You teach black people that cops are out to kill you. They're hunting you. You teach black people to fear for your life from a cop, and that's what happened with Dante. 
If that young man, 20 years old, he was a father, he's not a kid, he was a father, there's plenty of him waving around guns and smoking pot, which is no big deal. A lot of people do that. But they're making it sound like he's this little kid. And what was he, uh, had a warrant for? Aggravated assault in relation to a burglary. Mm. To a, a two women that allowed him and his friend to spend the night because they couldn't go home. They didn't have m- enough money for a Uber. So they allowed him to sleep on their couch. And the next morning they robbed him at gunpoint and choked the girl down because she wouldn't give up her money. She, they just opened her home to them, let them stay there overnight, fed them, and then they want to beat them up and rob them. That's why he was pulled over. Wow. And then if you saw the video, he was then uh, getting arrested and then he shook loose, jumped his car and ran off, and the woman made a terrible mistake. That will... Ch- cost her her life, maybe not physically, but emotionally, psychologically, and financially. And so, which brings us to number four on this list that I did not write, I'm sharing it with you, but I agree with them. Number four, leaving the victim role means ceasing to be passive and become active in the relevant situation. For this, it's often necessary to change your own attitude, to reflect on your personality and become oriented towards action and quit playing a victim. Ladies and gentlemen, could you imagine if Jackie Robinson played victim? He would have never been the first black player in Major League Baseball. Matter of fact, look up the story how he became the first player in Major League Baseball, first black player, and you'll find out it's because of his resilience. Because they needed a real man, or a man who could take verbal abuse and not respond likely. They needed a Christian man. Jackie Robinson was picked because his mama was a Christian, his, he was a Christian, and he had that inbred in him. And so that's why they picked him. You look at someone like Dr. Martin Luther King. To hear people say, I've heard this, that George Floyd is more relevant and important than Dr. Martin Luther King just stunned me. Again, I'm not saying that what happened to George Floyd was right. That's between God and them. But what I am saying is this. The only reason you know who George Floyd is is because how he died. Period. And I don't know about you. But we know about how Dr. King, we know how he died. But more importantly, we know how he lived. And a lot of people memorialize Dr. King, not because the way he was taken off this planet, but because the way he lived on this planet. And he was the one, rightfully said, that's been quoted for decades, that I long for the day where my four little children live in a nation where they are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. He said, I long for the day that America will judge people based on their choices, not on their non-choices. That's what he said. And you know what? Life is hard. Life isn't fair. Leave room for God. God says, vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. Leave room for God's vengeance. Because if you take it, you know different, you know better than any other racist out there. You're no different. A black racist and a white racist are no different. They're just racist with different skin colors, but they're still doing the same damage. Number five, taking responsibility. What a concept. And because we're all victims, see, that's the thing. See, when I make a mistake, I've got to reflect. I've got to look at what I caused to create that. But if everything bad that happens to me is because of somebody else, then how do I ever grow? See, that's the problem with this whole everything's racism. Though everybody's failure in life is somebody else's fault, but all their success in life is their own fault. Do you understand that sometimes life isn't fair, life is hard, that people do have prejudice? Every single human being is prejudiced. We have certain wants, certain desires, certain belief systems. We all are. 
And unless you're aware of it, you won't do anything to stop it. And, and that's what racism is. Using someone's skin color as a deciding factor. If I like you or don't like you because of the skin color, I'm a racist. If I hire you or fire you because of your skin color, I'm a racist. If I want to promote you or not promote you based on your skin color, I'm a racist. That's simple. Keep it simple, soldier. Number six, planning for the future. Remember, leaders are hope peddlers. Leaders pick people's eyes up. They look forward. That is where our hope is. That is where our future is. That is where the good news in the future. Live in the moment to create a better tomorrow. We learn from our past, but we can't live there. It's a cancel check. We can only live in the now moment, which brings us to number seven, and that's being around good people. They call it network orientation. You've got to be around the right people because you know what? You'll never rise above the quality of the people you hang out with. Quit going to the protests. Quit going to this crowd. Start going to church. Start working on yourself instead of wanting to change everybody else. Be the change that you want to see in this world. Remember, leadership is loop. It's permission, it's example, and it's culture. We give people permission through our actions. What are you giving people permission to do? To be part of the problem or part of the solution? An example, people don't need another sermon, they don't need another blog, they don't even need another podcast, unless you're giving them an example. A picture's worth a thousand words. One thousand words, that's the equivalent of six to eight minutes of nonstop dialogue for the typical speed of the talking person. And then culture. And culture is a series of repeated events, norms, acceptable behaviors. And you want to know what's different about America today? Is our culture. The behavior we allow. Nowadays we allow, I mean, people think so lowly of black people. I can't believe progressives think so lowly of black people that they have to have different standards, that they're not able to keep the laws like everybody else, that they can't get an ID, that they can't be pulled over without running. I mean, it's stunning. It's stunning. We're better than those people. And some of you that are guilty out there that are giving into this lie, you're, you're just, you're part of this problem as well. We got to have resilience. Remember who we are, why we're here, and more importantly, whose we are. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Stop whining. high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. 